welcome to the Breaking Wax Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Breaking Wax Podcast. I'm Don, and this week we have John, also known as Great Polls on Instagram, right? Yeah. How's it going? Thank you for having me. Good. I'm I'm good. I'm actually really good. Uh, I'm stoked to have you on. So at the podcast has kind of morphed into just lately, I would say people that were a bunch of us that were in this group chat that we're no longer in that group chat, but we're in other group chats. Um, and yeah, so like, uh, who was in the chat? Jay, John was, Brandon was, of course. Uh, I think Bobby was for a short time. Phil was, um, Justin Cedar hollow was, um, you were in there. Um, but I, I, I'm excited to do this podcast with you just because I, I think you and I have a lot of similar interests, right? So if anyone follows your your Instagram, uh, the barbecue stuff, the dog stuff, um, I don't know if you put the tattoo stuff on the Instagram, but I, I know about it. Um, and then, of course, the card collecting stuff, of course. Um, but yeah, is there? Uh, do you want to introduce yourself and maybe give a little background on who you are? Yeah, man. Um, again, I really appreciate you having me on. Um, my name's John Graypoles on Instagram. I used to collect back in the day, like early 90s, when I played Little League and all the sports. And, you know, you get into your heroes, you want to collect everybody. And But back then, we, we didn't really take much care. We used to put them onto our, our bicycles to make cool sounds, which is pretty yep. funny now to think about it <laughs> yeah um, fast forward high school everything kind of fell out of cards and whatnot and uh then the past few years uh to the store my local shop and just started chatting to the store owner and me and him ended up becoming really close friends and I ended up going there every day and just really fell in love with cards and just the whole ripping and having fun pre- pre-COVID, I guess, and before, a few years before everything got just so out of hand and you could just go to the card shop and open up 10 boxes and not have to worry about breaking the bank. Right, right. What, um, how old are you? I am 30. 30, okay. I'm just trying to get a point of reference of when you said when you were a kid. So I, I'm 39, so I'm a, I'm a little bit older, but, um, Ichiro but still. was like my favorite player growing up as a oh, okay. as a child. On the Mariners though, right? Not as a Yankee. Oh no, as a Mariner, yeah. Like when first <laughs> like electrifying. Like oh yeah. I just I, I remember the I have a really good memory of um the All Star game. I believe it was Ripken's last All Star game. And uh just the guys that were playing there's just a it was just it was such a fun like Vladdy and I, I don't know it was just really it was a a nostalgic uh, era in baseball for me and I remember we played wiffle ball inside while watching the game and it just really takes you back thinking about how simple everything was before. So you're a, a Ichiro fan, you know the thing with Ichiro is that uh, I mean th- this was like the man's second career coming over here and playing. Yep. I mean, he had a full career in in Japan, right? Does he yeah, does he have records there? I I never followed Ichiro closely. Um, I I don't want to speak like I, I'd have to look it up to be honest, but I want to say yeah. he 
he had I feel like he had hitting records, but I could be totally wrong. No, I feel like I feel like he did too. Like he was like Japan's record he was the, hitting one of the hitter. First guys to really, you know, come over and just take the league by do his thing. He was just so fast and he had a hose too. Yeah. Dude could throw it. I just always remember that uh in the batter's boxes, uh stance and approach to the plate was just so different than everybody else, you know. And I, I know uh maybe it wasn't criticism, but I just I remember people would say, you know, he just slaps at the ball and I, yeah. and even as a kid and now I I always said, Who cares? It's effective. The man's getting yeah. on base and that's the point of the game is to get on base and score runs. So who cares if he's slapping the ball? He's getting if hit. It works, it works, right? I mean, he, he's got 3,000 hits for a reason, so. It's something with just, I feel like, the whole, it's not what we're taught here. This way we're taught, you know, go middle out, you know, keep them hands in, quick hands, always just right. look for that to drive out, gap, um, you know, line drive gap hitters, and then you see how it's it's a totally different swing, how they swing. And, I mean, you see how, like, uh, Otani swings it. It's right. Just, uh, that's, I feel like it's very common in the Japanese leagues, that whole t- torso and just smashing the ball. And man, do they yeah, smash I mean, it. It's, it's just getting everything out of your body and your momentum to uh, make contact, you know. Um, my gosh, Otani, I, you know, I had Rocky Mountain baseball uh, cards on a couple weeks ago and yeah, I and I, I think I think he said it best. You know, Otani might be having the greatest individual season all time in baseball right now. I have, I don't, I don't mean to like um, uh, say like, oh, I I have an issue with. I feel like Vladdy Junior is having such an amazing oh yeah year that it's getting shadowed by Otani. Like it's yep. Like no one's talking about how good Vladdy's doing and how much he's improved and just the little, like he just made the little adjustment in his foot and he's just, he got in shape obviously, but he's, he's smashing the ball. I think he has, I think he hit his, what, he just hit another one tonight. But ever Is since he leading the league? Break, uh, I want to say he, he's got to be either first or second. Yeah. I, he's yeah, so the I, triple crown. I mean, no, I agree with you. I think, um, the, I mean, they're talking about Vlad, Vladdy Jr., but they're not, you know, and I think it's, uh, if I he think gets with Otani, it just... doesn't get the MVP. That's that's just a shame. I feel like it's just well, I, you know what I think. That's what I think. That's what's great about sports, right? You'll definitely have a debate, right? Yeah. Um. I, at least, I, at least with baseball, I think it's it's more of a real debate on who should get it or not, and it's not just based on like uh, win loss records like other sports are. I mean, that's like NBA. Uh, it doesn't matter if you have the greatest individual season or not. Usually those people don't get the MVP trophy. Um, Sometimes they do, but if you're on a losing team, nobody cares because it's like you're just putting up numbers on a losing team. But baseball, even though it's a team sport, I mean, the the guy's doing what he's doing on his own. So at at least it'll be debatable, you know. Um, But yeah, please go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Sorry. The other part of it is there's two awards, the MVP and then the Cy Young. So if you're saying Otani's such a great, he's good at both, it's 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 a hard, you never see a DH win the 
the MVP. So right. are you hard to how do you look at how do you judge it when you never get to it's he's such a special and unique player that it's like it's almost it's like a whole it's a new category almost. It's it's tough to Yeah, I, I mean like what so if you broke the seasons down individually, right? And I and I haven't looked at his numbers as closely. Is he having a good enough season to win MVP as a hitter or Cy Young as a pitcher? Like if just as one and one, like yeah, yeah. If you weren't saying like, oh my gosh, look at this amazing season, what he's doing on both sides of the ball. If you just looked I, at I, them I, I individually, it's uh, that again. I'd be like, well, look at Vladdy's bat. Like that's right. That instantly. Well, I mean, I guess you could compare it, right? Comparatively, his bat to Vladdy's bat, and see, look at yeah. those numbers. Um, but our, I, so that's the thing is like, I, I know you're a Boston guy. I, I'm a Yankees fan, even though I'm a Florida guy. But is, uh, is LA even in contention for anything? I haven't even checked. I probably should have, but I didn't know we were going to talk about Otani. I want to say possibly a wild card, but I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know either. And I don't know about the Blue Jays. I, I should know because, like I said, I'm a Yankee fan and they're in the division, but whatever. The Yankees have been so up and down. It, it, and I'm I'm a baseball fan, but I'm like a diehard, right? So if the Yankees are on and my wife wants to go to dinner, we're going to dinner. Like, I'm not, I'm not picking the Yankees over yeah. um, going to dinner. But, I'm, the same but I, I'm from the South, though. So during college football season, if uh, – my wife wants to go out to lunch, and the Gators are playing at one. Uh, we will go out to lunch somewhere I can watch the Gator game at one. So <laughs> that's just that's just how it is. Um, and she's well aware of that because we've been together forever. It's a law of the South right here. It it kind of is, and that's the thing is like uh, there's some big schools in the North, you know, with uh, great college stadiums and fans. But if you've never been to a big time college football game and I don't know if you have like people are, are missing out on like I've only been to like the biggest would be UConn right so you yeah um so you're missing out on like one of the best sporting events you can go to whether you yeah, like either. college football or not the very like best that's really crazy oh like uh a hundred thousand people in the swamp in Gainesville on a Saturday afternoon is is magical I mean, and it's it's the whole vibe from the tailgating. Um, That's what I was just gonna say. I feel like I get too full and tired from the pre-gaming. That wouldn't most people don't even. <laughs> and 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 the thing that's crazy is they, uh, you know, and a lot of people don't know this, right? Is they didn't serve alcohol at college games, but that just changed recently, where you can get beers now. So it's so it's even crazier. Yeah, you imagine like no, those people are going nuts, and there's not even alcohol in the stadium. I mean, there is now, but there wasn't. So, yeah, I wasn't even aware of that. That is bizarre. Yeah. So, who? Uh, I know through the group chats you um, collect prospects, and then uh, I, I noticed with you is uh, you do a way better job than I do is kind of focusing on some bigger prospect and bigger cards, um, which I've. Uh, I've, I've never, I've, well, I've never given you credit, but I, I like say that it's approach. A good job. I would say I, I think you're doing a good job. Yeah, some of them you do okay, some of them you do bad, but you know. Yeah. We live and we learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
But I, I, I will say you what I've learned from you over the last year or two years is you do a horrible job of grading stuff. Oh yeah, I've never graded in my life. <laughs> I've never graded a single card in my life. Never yeah. once. Because I know for uh, a while that was my that was my reoccurring theme to you was like, hey man, why are you not grading this stuff? Everybody was always like that. And I would always have so much like I'd have a three binders of grading pile and then um COVID happened and then pray and then I was just like, oh man, I really missed out on that one. Yeah, yeah. To think back on uh, grading cards for less than ten dollars is at PSA is amazing to think about considering the prices what they are now. You there? Did I lose you? Let's see. Hello? AirPods die? Possibly. All right, you just messaged me. We lost power. All right, so we had a, a slight technical difficulty, and uh, I uh, don't exactly remember what we were talking about. I know we were talking about grading, so I guess, uh, yeah. Oh, so what we were saying is, uh, you know, it was really cheap to grade, and now the prices are they're kind of crazy and outrageous. Um, and you were mentioning that you always had stuff to grade, but you never really got a chance or opportunity to. I've sold a lot of PSA 10s. Let's just say yeah. <laughs> I've sold a lot of buddies and people on uh, Instagram, uh, PSA 10s that rock cards that they grade and they got PSA 10s, which I'm super yeah. pumped for. I got what I wanted and then I got to reinvest it into that. I saw this is the my whole um, view on when I sold everything raw at the beginning um, about January this year. I sold a lot of my basketball at the time, and I yep. figured if I sent it out to get graded, it's going to take. I was seeing people had like ten month uh, waiting at the moment, so I was like, if I send it now, I'm not going to get it for a year plus at the moment. More, so more figured, than a year. Yeah, it's it's just it's, I felt like that was absurd to me to be holding something that I don't know the true um how it's gonna fluctuate over the time so i rather sold at the moment and uh i saw hockey at the time was low and i saw baseball prospects were very undervalued because it was preseason spring training didn't start yet so i grabbed a couple big uh connor mcdavid's and then massive grabbed a couple big uh bigger uh um, Bowman prospects that I felt like I wouldn't have grabbed initially. Right. And the Connors you have are monsters, by the way. Yeah, I really, that, thanks to somehow he always gets brought up, but that's all thanks to Brandon because I remember I woke up one morning and the night before I missed out on a Wander Franco True Blue. I sent an offer into an auction house. I messaged them on Instagram and they accepted 200 over my offer without giving me a chance to like ever counter anything. I was just super bummed. And then 
woke up, saw these McDavid's, and I was between um, to to hundred high gloss uh, Young Guns McDavid, right, and the um, the the cup signature patches, and then he 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 uh, was leaning me towards the signature patches, and it was uh, also half price of the Young Guns to hundred. The and the patches. Are those those on card autos with upper deck or um sticker? Yeah, this, this is on card. Yeah, those are insane. Um, that's the only thing is I I got some hockey from Brandon too because I don't. Oh man, I don't watch hockey at all unless it's playoffs or Stanley Cup. So you haven't um, been to and a I move, game? I have. So that's I'll say this besides football, college football. So I love college football. I love college basketball. Um, besides those two sports, I would pay to go to a hockey game above any other professional sport, hands Man, down, hands down. And I don't follow it, but I will go to if you're like, let's go to a, a hockey game, whether it's a semi-pro, amateur, professional hockey. I would I would go to them all day long. I will never say no to a live hockey game. It's a great time. It is. It's a really good time. Um, yeah. It's a good time. It's a little cool in there too, so it's kind of nice, actually. Yeah, always. Um, uh, I remember growing up. That's the most uh, what I was brought to as uh, the local Worcester Ice Cats. It was it was a Massachusetts uh, team, um, the San Luis Blues, which was right. I thought was interesting because the Boston team was in Providence for some reason, but the in Massachusetts, we had the St. Louis uh, farm team. Ooh, that's weird. I didn't even know they did that, like farm teams for hockey. Yep. The, it, it's, uh, well, it's the, it's like the minors, I guess you could say. Sure. Whoop. There you go. What kind of pup is that? Uh, so we have two rescue dogs. Um, Love it. We have, uh, and they're very Southern. So they're, it's honeybee and clementine. Um, so honeybee is a lab mix, right? Um, that's what they call dogs that are mixed with a bull in the south. Is a lab mix, and Clementine. We're not sure what Clementine is, but she's uh, she looks similar to a honeybee, but not the same. She's a little slimmer. Um, I don't know if someone's at my door or what. Let me take a look. Sorry. Oh, no worries. I had my dog was actually. My, my French bulldog is very uh, emotional. He was crying uh, at the door because he couldn't, because he was, he was snoring when we were talking before. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I just, he's not going to fall asleep. He's just going to stand next to me. If you if you can hear him on the feedback, I'll just bring him downstairs to the other dog and close the downstairs door. Yeah, no worries. It's all good, man. I uh, Yeah, it was funny because earlier when we were doing the pre-podcast small talk, I was like, I think I hear someone snoring. And then you're like, do you hear that? And I was like, yeah, I do. That's cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a unique guy. Comes everywhere with me. Yeah, we uh, we had used to have a very, I don't want to say bougie, but my wife had a bougie dog. It was a gray um, toy chihuahua. Love it. <laughs> so, you know, he was like that gray color that they call him blue. And uh, his name was Gogi. So, like, my mother's Korean, and Gogi means meat in Korean. So, the dog... We had this toy chihuahua, and his name was Meat, <laughs> essentially. So, 
<laughs> meat in Korean though. M-E-A-T? Yes. Yeah, yeah, M E A T. Yeah, but in Korean, in Korean though. So dogi. <laughs> yeah. What's the What's the town they celebrate they have that yearly celebration? Where they is it Korea or or China? Celebrate what? The yearly celebration where the dog meat. Oh, I don't know. I'm not familiar with that one actually. My I had a boss for five years. Her family was from the town, but it's I'm oh, really? a blank. Yeah, they. Uh, I mean, I respect it. I I understand we have them as pets here, but you know, it's not everywhere is as fortunate as we are out here, and you know, sometimes. Yeah, it's uh, people. Yeah, I know, so I know in Korea, like. You know, and it's always this joke or stereotype that Asian people eat dogs, but it, it's it's not a common practice, not that I know of anywhere anymore. Um, they've they've evolved in other cultures, and I think a lot of Asian cultures um, they mimic or love Western culture or America. Oh. So I, I think dogs have um, also evolved into man's best friend in other countries mm-hmm. as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I, I I've always found it interesting grown up in both places where um i never looked as dogs as nothing more than a pet as a kid growing up but um my views on animals have changed a lot as i've gotten older so yeah when you when you when you it's like when i moved out here and you first see um my neighbors uh have a farm next door and they do the slaughtering and all that so right it's definitely a wake up call at first, but it's the it's the way of life. And yeah, you got to respect you got to respect the land. You respect the the animals, and you appreciate what you get. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I have a I have a group of friends, and uh, they only eat meat that they harvest themselves. That's beautiful. So, yeah. So whether it's fish, sounds like Joe Rogan. Yeah, it's kind of like Joe Rogan, <laughs> and. Uh, but they were doing this way before that. And uh, the only thing is I always joke with them because I'm like, if we go out to eat, for instance, right, my uh, my one buddy's super hardcore with it. My other buddy's kind of like, he'll order a steak if we go somewhere, right? But uh, my buddy that's hardcore, like, he'll drink beers and, and order fries, for instance. I'm like, I don't know, man. You didn't, you didn't harvest those fries and make them yourself or <laughs> uh, ferment that beer. Is it okay to have those things, you know? Uh, it's almost like it's a all... title. Yeah, but it's all in good nature. So they uh we have they have a hunt club and through that hunt club and their views on their hunting and, and harvesting of the meat, um we get hooked up with Traeger. Um so that's the only reason I own a Traeger is because we get hooked up. Um, okay. That's really cool. Yeah. Um so that I don't put that stuff on my card account, but I, I know you do. You put the barbecue stuff and you do some pretty good stuff, man. I, I like all the stuff you you're making on the on your smoker. What what kind of smoker did you go with again? Um I ended up getting the Gorilla Grills. It's yep. uh a little thicker than the Traeger. What I noticed yep. it, it has a thicker steel, so I feel like it holds it would hold the heat a little bit better, but they're both you can't go wrong with either one if, at the end of the day. No, I think um, Traeger kind of uh, did a phenomenal job marketing their grill and kind of pushing that technology. But then it's like anything else. There's a bunch of other companies doing it, and 
they're probably doing it better too because they don't they're not paying that crazy overhead or marketing fees and uh you know maybe they're just trying to make a better grill so i'm fully aware that there's other companies and they might be better too you know but uh i love it though uh, how how hot does your grill get does it get hot enough to sear things oh yeah i can get hot enough to cook a pizza in there i'll throw it up to 500 right yeah mine does 500 too. i have one of the newer ones so um but it it is awesome though like i can uh watch football do whatever change i can change the te- i mean it made me a late a lazy yeah cook cause you because you can change your cell phone yeah everything it's kind of crazy um the timer the smoke check the temperature of the meat inside the smoker um but my favorite thing to do or to make is uh reverse searing steaks have you done gotten into that oh yeah again shout out to brandon he uh put me on to reverse sear and that's the only way i cook a steak now i actually did a couple tomahawks this past weekend Nice. Yeah. So my, I was going to say that's my favorite is, uh, get some t- thick cut tomahawks. I like the, uh, the dry aged ones, um, mm. from like, uh, whole foods, for instance, it's, the price is decent and they're good steaks. Um, so I'll reverse sear. And if it's for me, I'll reverse sear or smoke on 220 for like 45 minutes. Um, with super smoke so the traegers have like a super smoke so i'll smoke it for 25 minutes then just barely sear them on both sides at 500 for like a minute let them rest what what temperature are you uh starting it at 220 220 for how long again like 45 minutes depending on how okay. thick I thought you said of a... 25 i was like holy cow <laughs> no no well i mean it just depends on how thick the steak is so i watch yeah, it I, you know i i usually do about uh, 45 um, minutes maybe push it to like 50 55 if it's a real thick uh, tomahawk yeah i like to get the internal like 110 115 and then i let it sit yep yep do you so uh it's... do you rub it down with some butter after while you let it sit nope i don't i uh so i only salt and pepper steaks uh to me it's disrespectful to do anything else um Especially with the tomahawk and those, there's so much good fat on there that you you don't really need anything else. Um, if you're doing a fillet where there's not as much fat, um, then sure, I would I would do the butter and then maybe even add some rosemary or garlic. But those, I do it those for tomahawks, the crust, I feel like more so. Do you? I feel like it gives it the by adding the butter when you throw it on for that uh, final sear. It just uh, seal it me, in there. Yeah, it kind of gets. Uh, it's just a preference i think yeah no 100 percent. like to each their own like i don't i don't look down on anyone that does butter or, or other oh, i'd still eat, yeah it's the uh, same i'd still eat your steak <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's it's to each their own you know what i mean that's just my personal preference um I'm trying to think what else what else do i like i have a good question smoker? for you actually yeah what's your thoughts on current modern day card prices versus even players who are at the end of their careers and then versus vintage. Uh, that's something that I feel I, I think about it often. I get worked up over it. Right. Today, it's all relevant and it just, it's, just, it's, it, to me, it's always a good, um, uh, just a conversation to talk about though. Yeah, so, all right, John, so we were heavy in steaks and smokers, and you're shifting gears completely, which I like it. 
Tell me your question one more time. My bad. I apologize. It's the no. You don't have to apologize. Got me switching gears and just <laughs> want to. I I like talking steaks and whatnot, but when I start talking food and I just I'm, I'm getting the urge to want to cook and I'm like, oh man, I gotta switch the topic so I don't fire no, you're the good. smoker and end up start cooking all night. My but, uh... I just had a the question was um so modern day prices seem to be very high in comparison to players that are on the last leg of their career to players that played in the nineties to vintage. I know that some vintage is priced extremely well. And then I feel like some vintage is priced at steals, but um, uh, Jack made a point today when I was talking about the Ted Williams car. He's like, well, if, if the Ted Williams card was supposed to be, comparable to a mantle i think it would already have gone up at this point i think that's a great an absolutely great point but i just don't would it take the psa 10 to sell and make to sell for a a very high number to make people aware of it or is it just he's really just forgotten and that's how it's just kind of move forward um i think it's uh so that there's a lot to go with that right um I think at the end of the day, I saw Jack's com- comment, JV cards. He's he's supposed to come on too eventually, but uh, he's a bright saw, kid. He super, is very super bright. bright. So th- I I agree with him, right? And I would say now more than I I would have six or eight months ago when there was just so much uncertainty and it seemed like every week something new was firing off, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it was vintage, it was the Jordan stuff, it was uh, it, I mean, you name it. We, we there's a six to eight month period where things were just popping off nonstop and you you really didn't know what was going to happen. People were making their best guesses, but uh, the card hobby, um, I feel like the card hobby more than any other hobby or collectible that I I'm interested in, dude, it's like fucking high school, man. It's a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. 110%. It's a popularity contest, right? So that's why I, I always say in my podcast, like just, if you want to make money, you can make your research. You can do your research and make money, but just buy what you like. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. uh, like today, when you were writing about the Ted Williams stuff, um, and it was kind of like not. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, because you're right. And this is just how I perceived it: was that you're kind of looking for justification as to what you're interested in. Like this is what I, I just I, wanted I want. other people's views, and I I right. have I love. Um, whether you agree or disagree with me, I just love hearing people's opinions. Like that's the way I feel like anyone grows as an individual. You have to see both sides. And Jack, when he said that to me, it opened up my eyes and I said, it kind of strayed me away from the light and made me say, made me step back and reassess the situation to be honest. Yeah. So I guess for you, right. So what, what, what Ted Williams card are you looking for and what's the reason you want that card? It's his 19, 39 i believe play ball right it's psa population in total is 1027 i want to say beckett i think it's only 80 or so total graded and then i don't think sgc has or kept track their um pop counts in the past so i don't think they have a true but right. I look at I look at Ted and his uh he was a great one of the best hitters of all time. His career average I think was 
the best of all time over uh, Babe Ruth at uh, what was it three forty four I think, and Ruth was three forty two. He was a, a four hundred hitter, right? Just like it's, but then it it was also in a time when um, the leagues weren't uh, integrated. You know what I mean? Everybody couldn't play with each other. Yeah, so that's, which which that's like not that's, that's not his fault. You know what I mean? It um, is his fault, but it's also an it's it in a way it's it's an asterisk that um, it it gives people, people reason sure. to say, well, he never got to face the the optimal uh, opponents that he potentially could have, and that's why he played so well. Yeah. So yeah. So the the argument would be he didn't. He didn't see all the best pitchers exactly and players that um, everyone else did maybe a few years later. But I think uh, he did go day, and fight a war though, which uh, that's another reason I really he he left right. So for, that's uh, three seasons, yep. I believe, to fight for the. He's a fighter pilot. Yep, and that's and that's badass. what I was going to say is uh, yeah no he's a, a great American right um, great American did Look all at the Pat right Tillman things. cards. Oh yeah. Look I'm at what actually, a, a Tillman, uh, what is it, the downtown? It's a beautiful card. It is. That card I, sells for, I think, a 1,000 plus. And yep. it's just like, well, he, he's only, he, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't, he's more so known for being a hero rather than a football player. And Ted was both, so I'm like, uh, uh, baseball, but I just don't, I, th- I don't think many people are familiar with him at the same point. No, where it all comes uh, down to. Yeah, so f- like I guess, um, what's the reason you want that card over some of the other cards that you have? You want it um, just to have for PC or as a investment yeah? He's piece? the. I feel like he's the both, but I also I feel like he's the best player that um, the Red Sox have ever had. I just think yeah. he's a great story, and it's all to collect who you like. And Ted yep. Ted Williams is someone who I always thought was just a great all around person and a ball player. He wasn't he wasn't ever known for being you know a bad guy or. Um, no, yeah, nope, I get it. So that's like for me, um, I'm still on the hunt for the lowest grade Michael Jordan rookie card I can get, and uh, and because for me it's a PC item, not an investment. What are those piece. doing at the moment? So, one one card shop got one back. I think it's a one point five, and they want twenty two or twenty five hundred for it. And um, I would rather trade for it, to be honest. But that's about what a Ted Williams one point five would do. Yeah. So for me, it's a it's a total uh, PC item, uh, and it's for personal reasons for me. Like the and that's the thing with debates, right? So you and I are ten years apart. About, um, but to me, Michael Jordan's always going to be the best basketball player of all time for me. And so I've said it special a, with you. Right. And I, and I've, and I've said it a different, a couple different times is my top three or five is probably different than others. Top three or five, mm-hmm. just based on who I watched as a kid and what I saw and how they changed the game. Um, I think most people's top three would be Jordan, LeBron and Kobe in some fashion. Right. Um, but to me, Jordan, I just, and I've said it before, like, Every time Jordan hit the floor, you felt like the Bulls had a chance to win, whether they were up by 30 or down by 30. It just always felt like if Jordan was on the floor playing basketball, that the Bulls had a chance to win or beat anyone. Um, Absolutely. And out of those three, Jordan, LeBron, 
and Kobe, I would take Jordan every single time over the other two if I had to take one shot to win the game or make a play to win the game. Um, and I and I think people would actually make more of an argument for LeBron than Kobe. But, I mean, they were both – all three of them were fantastic defensive players. Um, they're mentally giants amongst everybody else offensively. Um, Absolutely. But, you know, Jordan just has a special place in my heart. For me as a kid, everything was Jordan, the sneakers, the bulls, everything. So, I, you know. Space so, so, yeah, right, exactly. So, you know, to, to circle back to your Ted Williams thing. So, if you're, if you're looking to get a Ted Williams card for that reason, then, you know, it goes back to the high school popularity thing, right? So, if you have your reasons yeah. for it. Who cares what anyone else says? But, yeah, I, I think it's uh, ridiculous that. You know, you're, we're seeing an uptick in the um, vintage stuff. You I, saw what I, the Jordan uh, Magic um, just went for? No, I didn't see that one. I want to say it hit uh, 555,000. Uh, wow. And it's only a 25 population uh, PSA 10. Well, right. That's what I don't think people are realizing is is they, they're getting um, – they're getting blinded by the prettiness of all this modern stuff and how cool and just, you know, rip, 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 let's do this. And they're not understanding how low and how limited cards used to be. Right. And you, people are paying for, for players who haven't even played three years more than a guy who's known as a top 10 of all time. And to me, that's just so, uh, it's, it's, it's bizarre and it's almost like, it's scary to think that they're willing to invest that much in an unknown um, ending while we're seeing players who have finished at where they finished and we see what those are going for. At, and it's not even like a high, like there's just a mass amount of them. It's, there's literally not this it's sub, uh, you know, it's just a low, low amount in comparison. Yeah. It's a, uh... Like I said, it's a high school popularity contest. So, I mean, to, to what you're saying, right, um, people love Luca, And uh, so right now, I guess a base Luca PSA 10 is going for what the Ted Williams card we just talked about is going for. Similar price. It's bizarre it's to me. Oh, it, it makes no sense at all whatsoever. And, and you're saying like the Michael Jordan 1.5 is uh, 2250 but and that would be the and then you see the population difference and you're like holy cow i get it jordan ted williams isn't jordan he wasn't the fate like it's just it's it's not a, it's there's not it's like when you think about how limited this guy's this hall of fame this greats rookie card is in compare like there's more psa 10s of a modern guy than there are of this whole um hall of famers rookie card it's yeah. it's it's I I that's been really uh something I've been it makes me want to buy into a lot of modern and I don't I don't want to sound like the negative Nancy but it just it's like it makes me hesitant on a lot of newer stuff and that's why well, I yeah. I moved a lot of base stuff and I focused on for baseball strictly Bowman because I think Bowman's king and I saw Bowman as Bowman like, is the, king. It's 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 affordable too. It's it's not it's 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 not gonna you can you can prospect and not break your bank. You can't do that in other sports. Like I understand that they're not coming in 
out of high school and they're not playing in other leagues, they kind of usually go right into it. But right, so it's I, really fun I think, though. Um, yeah, but so to to what you're saying, right? To kind of not flip it, but just drive home this point. So I think with prospecting, prospecting with baseball, so you're hoping that one of these guys makes it to the big leagues, plays well, becomes a Hall of Famer, or whatever it is, and then you have their Bowman first, right? So I think with modern cards, people are just thinking of it in the same way as the Lucas that. If Luca ends up being one of the all-time greats, and I have their, I have his rookie card, whether it's a base or not. And this is where I think it's funny that I how think, many like bases does he have? Like, it, right. not just like the total population, but how many different base cards does Luca have yep. in yep. total? It's no, it's silly, and that's what I'm saying. So people, people, will National Treasure only be the one worth big bucks down the line? Maybe, and I, they're I think that of, might that's they're out of that's reach a possibility. Already. Yeah, like that, uh, that's another thing I want to mention. So Giannis's rookie card, the one of one logo man, I saw Golden posted it, and uh, it did two point three back in back in the beginning of the season. Right, two point three million. Yep. How does that? So if it is, yep. how does? Oh. I'm just I, I I can't wrap my head around how a player so young has a card worth so much already. Like it's well, like it's he just he didn't are, even win a championship and he was already at that point. Like it's it's crazy. People are hedging their bets, but this is where that's people why I think it. vintage is still a steal and it's it's gonna get its time eventually. Like look at um it's it's getting its time. It's not but this is where people say they care about population reports. Like you hear people saying it all the time. Population reports matter, but majority rules. So right now, unfortunately, we're we're in a card collecting era where people are saying population reports matter, but the majority is saying population reports don't matter. And they're spending their money on shit like the Lucas, where there's a hundred variations of his rookie card. Um and people don't care. I mean, they do to a certain extent where they're buying the prisms, right? Prism is king for whatever reason. I think they tell themselves they don't care, and it's just they try to. I feel like it's one of those things because I like uh, I've seen a lot of cards take a fall in the past, but some have they hold their own and whatnot. But as recently, it's almost like people are almost trying to just kid themselves, like if they bought into it too late or whatnot, like that. Right. Right. And that's I. Uh... I don't ever look back or never can. I've sold no. some cards that have that have gone up. Sold cards have gone down. It's, it's the name of the game. It is a hundred percent, and that's. I mean, I had a bunch of Luca base prisms that I bought for a hundred bucks. I sold for six hundred bucks. Then they Same. went stupid. They went stupid, but uh, I was happy with getting rid of them when I did because I I'm one of the few people that at least openly say it, that I'm not, I'm not all in on Luca at all. No so, kidding. Yeah. I, I'm not. I think he's, I think he's a, really fun, but I just think sports, but like, like I think you might sports is scared. Like remember Derek Rose, like how electrifying yep. he was. Yep. Anything Youngest MVP happen. in the league ever. Yep. That's what I was imagine. I always say this, like, uh, 
I, I, I remember before we were talking about that card shop uh, that I first went to that I got back into it. Uh, it's an older individual. We just became really good friends. We always talked like what would happen if the Derrick Rose happened now, like that, that electrifying of a, like cause he said, like back then, like the amount of people that were coming in for Derrick Rose cards was absurd. And that's when cards weren't even at it's anywhere close right. to being at the point it is now. Well, right. So like right now, people, I think it's common would say, Oh, Luke is a hold. Right. But to me, anyone that's been injured or rolled their ankles that many times, isn't, isn't going to be a hold for me personally. Um, I think when I think of a hold right now, like I think um, low numbered LeBron stuff is a hold. Um, Stuff like that. Kobe stuff, even though Kobe signed an incredible amount of things. I think any Kobe auto is a hold unless you're going to move it for a piece um, that you really want. The big card I hit when I got back into um, ripping was a LeBron James to 10. And I had no clue, like, anything about it, like, because it was an insert, so I didn't even know it was a to 10, like, at the time. Right. And I got a cracked ice LeBron in the same pack, and I was more excited about that. And I didn't even realize I had a $1,500 card at the time. What project was, really was that? Uh, Optic Contenders. Oh, okay. Yep. The one, That's it's, crazy. It, 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 I think it was $110 for a box of Optic Contenders. Wow. And you only got six hits. And the owner was like, he was trying to tell me not to do it. He's like, dude, you can only, you only get six cards. You're getting two autos. He's like, you know, you really want to do this? Like, he's like, ah, you're paying. Like, you'd always like, because it's so, it's so funny when you look back at what prices were and we were so um, frugal about uh, paying what they were saying this and that. And then to see what they are now and seeing how, how people are ripping. It's just, it's really crazy, man. Dude, I uh, I don't rip anything anymore. That's if I can't, I can't get it on Panini or Topps's website, I don't. I mean, and I feel bad saying it because everyone's got to eat. But like, I'm I and I'm I'm happy the LCSs are getting ten times the box price, but I'm not paying it. So you know who I actually ripped with recently, and that's the only person I've ripped with on Instagram was uh, Gary. The only reason NWB. I probably know you, yeah. Um, because he he uh he's just always a fun guy. Yeah, like yeah, and he's, he's and he's uh he's hit the most Austin Martins that I've seen out of anybody. This uh, this uh yeah, it seems like every other day. He's pretty got absurd, Austin Martin. Yeah, and he hit the. I couldn't believe he hit. I watched uh, him live when he hit the super fractor. That was crazy. a crazy hit. Was it the auto or was it just the base? Yeah, he hit the auto. I remember Who I was it? I I uh this uh, this lady uh she's super nice. A I think it's A cards E Y Y. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, but yeah, she's been on a tear. She has the Costa Orange Shimmer. Gary you, did uh, very um, well. <clears throat> how do you feel about uh, Shimmer and Waves and Bowman? I look at Trout, Trout's Bowman, and uh, he didn't have the – how he didn't have the shimmers and waves. I know he had the X-Fractor, I believe, right? That was was one of the parallels. 
I think so. <clears throat> but he didn't have uh, – they didn't – I feel like it was something they introduced uh, in the past years to kind of expand their uh, amount of cards per player. Squeeze some more money out of everybody. Yeah, like everybody. What, what's your what what's your take on Trout? So I look at him like it's like uh going back to Ted Williams. He's an awesome awesome guy, awesome player, but he hasn't won. He hasn't even played in a World Series. So it's like his man- mantle is an absolute monster in the World Series. And I feel like right. that's what drives his prices up is he's a winner. Yeah, like you, you, man. Like I, I'm a Boston guy, but I, I absolutely respect what the Yankees have been, and I, I just the history at with them is just, it's terrific. Like uh, anyone would be a fool to say that they don't wish that that was some type of history that their team had similar to. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I grew up in, uh, in a time where winning was everything. It's not that way anymore. Um, so, and I, I've always kept that mentality and, um, my wife says it makes me an asshole, which is fine, (laughs) but I, I'm a real believer in like, uh, it's hard to call you a goat if you don't have any championships personally. Now I, I understand people have great careers and it's not easy to win a championship. But with that being said, my, my one common argument I get into people frequently is people like to say, especially here in Florida, that, uh. Dan Marino is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And I always say Dan Marino is one of the greatest losers of all time. Yeah. Greatest uh, quarterback I, to never win. Right. So, I mean, that's it's, awesome. You have all the numbers, but if so you don't close. have a championship. Yeah. I felt like he, he could have. <laughs> like, he was definitely – he was a great quarterback. But like you said, he just never – Right. But, but it's one of those things where, like, um, if someone were to make an argument about, like, we'll say Joe Montana and uh, – Tom Brady, right? What what's going to end that argument? The amount is how many more rings does Brady have than Montana? Right. I feel like another good example would be Eli Manning. If he didn't have his rings, he would be a, he wouldn't be any. You know what I mean? Like, but him having oh. the rings and the rings he has, it's it's just. If if Eli didn't have rings, he would be nothing more than. Peyton's Peyton's idiot brother that played for the Giants. And I don't think Eli's stupid, but that's just a common running joke amongst everyone, it seems, is that Eli's an idiot. Oh, is it the memes and everything? Just looking silly? Yeah, just looking completely stupid, even though he has a $60 million house in the Hamptons. But, yeah. I always thought it was a funny guy. I always thought the Mannings were just bullf-like, really. And not to get, again, like off topic, but the Mannings have uh, their nephew, I believe, is supposed to be coming up within the next. uh, He's the number one quarterback. He just committed to college, right? I haven't followed him too closely, but I know he was, uh, they're making a big deal about it. Throwing just as a senior in high school, it's like, Jesus, he's so, I mean, like, look who's teaching him, but Jesus. Yeah, you would hope so. Yeah, you'd right. hope he could. He could special. I mean, Archie had a great career too. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's no topics we could talk about, whatever. But yeah, it's uh, to me, it comes down to the rings, you know. Um, but even with say, even with saying that, like, uh, 
People always say never, baseball isn't, uh, isn't the same type where you can't. I'm like, but I, that's where I always bring up Ted Williams or Stan Musial because I don't think Sam, Stan uh, ever got a ring either. And he was a tremendous hitter. Right. And that's so, yeah. So back to the Trout thing. And I've said it before like, uh, I think Trout's numbers might be slightly better now than Poolhouse's numbers. But uh, I don't know why you would collect, if you collect Trout, why you're not collecting Poolhouse then. Here's a good one, then. What about Miguel Cabrera? Exactly. He's another one. He's – that's, like – so when I was saying, like, I didn't mean to just fixate on Ted Williams just because that's who um, I want to get yeah. a card of. But Miguel Cabrera is another guy who I meant when I was saying, like, the end of their – that the last leg of their careers, but nobody's paying any sort of even close to a premium. His rookie uh, auto, I believe there's only one of them, one – particular auto that he has from that year. Like, like similar to or whatever. Yeah, it's similar to like a Bowman, but it's just right. a base auto and there's I think there's under 1500 of them if that, maybe under 800. And they go for under under uh 13 uh, I mean under 3000 for his uh um PS I mean BGS 9s and 95s I was seeing, which I think is hmm. just really it's it's shocking to me how because I'm I'm thinking, I, I I sit back and I'm like I look at all these guys I have like Jason Dominguez, Poisson, um, C.J. Abrams, guys that I'm invested in, and I'm I'm thinking, right. are they gonna be as good as Miguel Cabrera? Well, right, and that's where it's uh it's it's it's, it's alarming to me, and and that's where it puts me like, to back to being hesitant. I just. I don't know. I I don't know if it's just people forget the people in the past and they're only fixated on the one great. And then is that going to be a tradition we're going to see? So all these people that everyone are focused on, I imagine people lost big money back in the day on cards. It just wasn't going to be at this at this high level as it was now. That's how right. I guess I could. Well, it's a. Um... It's not a gamble now, but, you know, cards are always looked at. Even when I was a kid, it was like a silly thing that, that yeah. people did and, and some adults did, right? But there wasn't any real money in it where now it's, uh, I mean, your return on investment on cards is better than the stock market is unless you unless you got in on GameStop or AMC early, right? Just got in onto the crypto. Right. And even the crypto is down now, so. Um, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, if you got in real. Yeah, yeah. If you got in on pennies on the dollar or dollars, you're doing fine. But I mean, I never got money. into crypto myself. I was always I I did, and I still have some a little bit. But yeah, it's one of those things where it's uh, it's, it's like everything else. It's a popularity contest, and if you mm-hmm. if you uh, vote for the right homecoming queen, then you might be doing all right. You know what I mean? So, but Do you, yeah. Uh... Before uh, season starts, do you sit back and try to pick who's going to have a breakout year? Who's been slept on? Who am I? Do you do anything like that, or? Um, I do. I do a little bit. Depend. I do it more with uh, like the football with the quarterbacks. I'll look at the quarterbacks and try to figure out like who out of the quarterbacks isn't the most hype, but maybe has the most intangibles that could have a successful season. Whether it's is How there anyone at the moment you're into that thinks breakout year coming up? 
I haven't. So that's the thing is I haven't been really paying attention as much only because uh, I think the consensus is Trevor Lawrence is going to do phenomenal, but he plays mm-hmm. for my, my hometown Jags and uh, they always find a way to fuck it up. So what do you and, think of Minshew? So I, I like Gardner a lot and um, Blake Bortles is actually a good friend of mine as well. And, uh, I think it's it's tough because their our line, even though they've invested in their offensive line, has been so bad that it didn't matter who you put back there, um, unless it was uh, Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray, someone that could move, and Blake and Gardner could move their feet. So that's why they did all right because they could get out of the pocket and make a make a play. Um, Nick Foles cannot get out of the pocket and make a play. So you saw what happened to him in the Jaguars, right? Yeah. So, so I think that's the biggest thing with Trevor is that he's young, he's athletic, so he'll be able to move out of the pocket and make a play because we didn't really do much to upgrade the O line. Um, so I think out of those quarterbacks right now, even though, like, let's look at last year's draft class. I think um, Herbert has got a freaking cannon um, yeah. and could put a, and. And he put up great numbers, and he'll continue to put up great numbers. I think Burrow was having a phenomenal season and got hurt. I find so, it interesting that Herbert's already more than uh, Allen. Because I, I like yeah. Allen. I like Allen a lot, too. Um, I think – He might be a good buy. Allen, Allen, I think, is a good buy. And I think his prices, even though they've gone up because he did so well last year, I think it's still a good they're buy. Still, like, yeah, they're still below, like, people who are, like, like Herbert. or Even, I think, Burrow's above uh, Josh Allen at the moment. And I think Burrow's a good buy, too, right now. Um, I, uh, I don't know how that knee's looking. I think like you said right about Jacksonville, I don't think – they did too much for their line either. They had they had some good chance in the first round, and they decided to take his buddy from LSU, exactly. wide receiver. I was exactly. really surprised about that. Who who was the other quarterback last year? It was Burrow, Herbert, and uh, um, what Love. Not, no, yeah, I think Love's a good sleeper, a sleeper pick. Um, yeah, Hurts uh, is the Tua, other guy. Tua. Oh yeah, it was Tua. I so honestly Tua's, didn't Tua's rip a single uh, football product last year. I I completely stepped away from football and made the the focus on. I tried to only focus on um, Bowman because it's so I, overwhelming for me. I, I haven't looked recently, but Tua is super low. Um, Tua scared. did not. He didn't look good at all last year. I mean. No. Out of those guys, he didn't look good. Uh, Jalen Hurts scares Gardner me. Minshew than uh, Tua because I think Minshew just needs to go to a team that 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 wants to give him. They want to. I I always said Tebow could play and he could win. He wasn't a great quarterback, but he was a winner. Yeah. And I thought he never got the opportunity to just, hey man, let's let you do this. And even if they like, I thought I saw a lot of other quarterbacks in the league that I thought Tebow could have been playing over and would have done a better leadership job and who knows what they would have done. But right. I was always, that's something I always thought about. And I, I feel like it's happening again with Minshew. He's kind of being like, you know what, we're going to wait and maybe we're going to use him. So I think the one key thing with Minshew that um, if you're investing or people are overlooking is that if he had no value or the Jackson didn't think they could win with them, they would have moved him already. You know what I yeah. mean? 
Um, and but I agree. I think if he got a shot somewhere, he would do a pretty good job. I think Tebow did get a shot with Denver that year. They made it to the playoffs. They beat the Steelers, but then he yeah never he had got that another. good drive in overtime, right? Yeah, I mean so he, he threw it like to Demarius. Rep. He threw it to Demarius Thomas on a slant, and he took it to the house. But uh, okay, it's kind of all Demarius. He was super but, fast. But that was the thing with Tebow that year was that people were always like, oh, he's going to run, he's going to run. And people schemed for that, but he still found a way to win games. Um, but, yeah, he never had an opportunity after that. So, And then now he's trying to play tight end, which I don't know if he's made the roster or not. I haven't, I haven't kept up with it. So a funny, you want to hear a funny story about Tebow? Um, so Tebow used to go to the church that we went to in Jacksonville. And, okay. uh, yeah, and we would see him, but I, I never spoke to him or said anything to him. So one day my wife was like, before the service started, she's like, I'm, I'm going to go to the bathroom or whatever. I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm not going anywhere. I'm sitting here. So she comes back and she's like, I ran into Tim Tebow. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So afterwards we're talking about it. I'm like, oh, so did you say anything to Tim? And she was like, I, I had no idea what to say to him. So I literally put my hand up to high five him and said, go Gators. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I was just like I was like uh what what do you I'm like what do you mean like we're in church why, why not just uh good morning or happy Sunday or anything I'm like you fucking go gatored him at church That's I'm like did he high five you back at least and she was like yeah he did high five me back and kind of laughed and said go gators and just kept it moving but I was like holy smokes <laughs> it happens I guess so that's such a great like mind just blinks. Oh, oh, I don't want to get on a tangent about uh, funny stories, but do you know who Jack oh, Johnson no. is? Yeah, yeah, he's he's someone actually. I I used to always enjoy listening while while grilling in college. <laughs> so uh, I was in California for work, and uh, I fly my wife out. So I was in San Francisco, and um, I had this short three-day window uh, break from work where we could try to jam as much stuff as we could. So we were like, we got all these ideas. We got this list of all these places we want to go to on the um, up in San Francisco. And uh, one of the places was Big Sur. Are you familiar with it? So Big Sur is like all these parks in the, it's this highway on the West Coast. It's all on the beach. Um, there's like this one place, uh, I can't remember the falls name, but there's a waterfall that spits out onto the beach, right? It's like a beautiful, amazing lovely. place. Oh man, it's, it's awesome. So it's we're on this like tight seals and everything. Swim by. Yep. Yep. And, uh, we're on this tight schedule. And I remember my buddy was like, Oh, stop at the big Sur bakery and get a coffee and a, a pastry. Right. And, uh, so I'm like, yeah, we'll do that. So we stopped there and we're like stopping there, but we're trying to get to this aquarium and, uh, so I hear this guy talking about avocado sandwiches behind me and I'm like, Oh, that, that voice sounds familiar. So my <laughs> wife and I turn around and it's Jack Johnson directly behind me. And, uh, that's too so, funny. Was that, was that over in Mount near Malibu? No. So this is San Francisco, uh, okay. in Big Sur still. Right. And, uh, so we turn around and we're huge fans and my wife's looking at me. I'm like, you want a picture with him? And she's like, oh, my gosh, you think it'd be rude? And I was like, no, nah, I'll ask him. I was like, I'm kind of confused why nobody has recognized him. So 
I turn around, I'm like, hey, hey, Jack, we're huge fans. Do you mind taking a photo with my wife? And he's like, no, absolutely. Let's take a photo. So she takes a photo with him. And then his wife comes up. And uh, I didn't know this, but my wife follows her on Instagram. So my wife's like, <laughs> hey, hey, whatever her name is. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm not a stalker. I just follow you on Instagram. So I know your name. And so we're, we're like having small talk with him. And uh, Jack Johnson's like, hey, do you want to do you want to grab lunch? And no I'm kidding. like, nah, yeah, and I'm like, nah, man, I can't. We're on a tight schedule. Like, we got to go. So we get in the car and we take off, and like maybe five, ten minutes down the road, it's just complete silent. Like, my wife and I aren't saying anything to each other. And I, all of a sudden, I'm like, shit. And I, I pull over and I'm like, I just told Jack Johnson to fuck off. <laughs> And she's and she's like, oh my god, I can't, I, can't, I, like, I haven't been able to talk this entire time. Like, why did you do that? And I was like, I, we're just on this schedule trying to get to where we're going. I, I just didn't even think about it. She was like, <laughs> they wanted to have lunch and hang out, and you were just like, no, we got shit to do. I gotta right, go. You'd be Sorry. best friends with Jack Johnson right now, oh, probably. You know, <laughs> dude. Jack, she, if you're listening, please let's do it. Let's uh, make this happen. Uh, she like uh she wouldn't even she still to this day won't let me live that down. I'm like, yep, I'm probably that's the so only funny, dude. Though. Uh yeah. Uh, He's that's super so cool. Funny. He's that's so cool, cool though. I just can't believe no one recognizes him. You know? It's crazy when whenever I go to California, I always see so many celebrities and it's just like you said, nobody says anything. They just it's just like they're they're just there. Like it's so, yeah. it's it was so strange for me. Like I remember the first time I went, I went to a coffee shop every morning to get coffee and uh, breakfast, and I'd see uh, Jerry Seinfeld there every morning. I just thought it was so, just, just I don't know, just so, just didn't seem real to me. And uh, he would show us his cars, and it was just really cool. Really nice people. Yeah. Everybody, they're just regular people. Yeah, they. I mean, they're just like you and me. They put their pants on one leg at a time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you're jump jumping in them, I guess. But yeah, so it's cool yeah. though. Damn Seinfeld, huh? Yeah, I, I saw I, I saw him, Kanye West, um, Frank Ocean. Oh, I guess Kanye's got a new album coming out tonight, right? Oh yeah, I heard about that. I saw oh. him and him and Frank Ocean were at Nobu, sitting at separate tables, separate parties, but at the same time, at the same like it was just I was like, what the heck's going on? And uh, I, so I, I I got home and I saw them post that they were there, and I was like, oh wow, we totally missed them because we saw uh, a big sneakerhead, um, Fran Nations. If you're into, I know yep. you're really into, you know, yep. you might know who Fran is and. uh he was there, and that's who I recognized before I recognized Kanye and uh, Oh, really? Frank, yeah, I was like, "Oh shit, that's Frank!" Because <laughs> I, I I saw him at a Supreme at a Supreme drop uh, earlier that week, and they were uh, giving out a bunch of um uh, the sandal boys, sandal boys, yeah, free sandals, yeah. I haven't I haven't heard anything from that guy in a while or seen Same. him do. He did a he was big into Pokemon actually. Was he? Believe it or not, he got big into Pokemon, and he was doing a bunch of like. Uh, I want to say he was doing his ripping Pokemon too. I know he played like Pokemon Go, and that's kind of when I started falling off with it. 
I got I got a pretty good uh, Kanye story as well. Um, Tell me, I'm a big Kanye. I, uh, I think he's a I great artist. I didn't know we were gonna go down this path of I, dude. I got stories for. I apologize. I, I love to just no, no, no. To chat. No, me too. And that's what that's what the podcast is all about is just chatting. So, uh, so when College Dropout came out, um, I was a huge Kanye great, fan. I'm still a huge. I'm album. still a huge. I'm still a huge Kanye fan. So classic playing, Kanye is people. Like we are so fortunate to have lived through that period of him, like just like getting in that, like just wow. I proceed my bad <laughs> no no that's good so uh college dropout came out and uh he was going to be playing at the uh house of blues in myrtle beach um and uh so i, I told my wife i'm like hey i'm gonna get tickets to kanye west and this was either 2004 it had to have been 2004 um so anyways so we get tickets to house of blues house of blues is a very small venue um, and we go to the concert. So it's literally Kanye West doing college dropout. He has a man singing the uh, backup for all his songs and playing the piano the entire time, right? So small venue, we're like, you all right? Yeah, this, yeah. Dropping stuff. So, uh, Something fell, I knocked over. So it's small venue, this. he does his concert, and the entire concert, we're like, Man, this guy on the piano is fucking unbelievable. <laughs> he 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 literally stole this guy, right? And uh, so at the very end, Kanye West is like, "This is my good friend that's going on tour with me. His album will be out next year. You guys should look out for it." And uh, so my wife and I were like, "If this guy ever releases an album, we're gonna buy it. We're, without even hearing a song on it, we're we're fans of this guy for life now." It's a terrific um, musician. So, uh, so the artist that was playing the piano was Kanye that night. It was John Legend, actually. No kidding. Yeah. So the first Kanye's wow. first music music tour was him and John Legend. Um, and Holy John Legend cow. played. The... Yeah. So that was like literally looking back on it, that was like one of the best concerts I had ever. Oh, been to. that's legendary, man. No pun. Without even me. no, but without even knowing it, right? Like we we're just oh. at this amazing concert that we'll That's we'll so think cool. about forever and then the second best concert i've ever been to and i shit you not was uh i took my wife to see adele in nashville i told my girl that someone i have to see before i go is i have to see adele live and uh phenomenal absolutely phenomenal sing. yeah anyone that sings or raps and uh and it and their their voice um or their songs aren't like completely different live i'm a huge fan of so i i lost faith in a lot of a lot of rap concerts are so uh they're just it's just they're playing the music and the guy's not even doing anything i lost faith with a lot of that stuff but um i remember in college i lived uh i could walk to the palladium in worcester and that was yep really popular place where similar to house of blues like people were coming up they'd come and play there Yep. And I got to see, like, in college, uh, Fabulous play, um, Mac Miller when he was super, super young, Wiz Khalifa before he really had a name, Wu-Tang came there. It was just so different. Oh, it was so fun. And, and like, uh, being in, like, the House of Blues, I imagine, it's, it's, it's a tight, it's not an open 
really open concert, open uh, no. area. So you really get that, like, uh, almost like a personal experience with the whole show. Yeah, it's a it's an intimate venue. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Really cool. That it is that in the. I I think the worst concert that I was like super excited for um, was I was a huge Fuji's fan. So uh, oh my gosh! The, so but Terrific. it wasn't the it wasn't the Fuji's, but it was a my wife and I went to a small venue for Lauren Hill, and it was oh my the Lord, worst. She is, it, it wasn't good. It was the, no, it was the worst concert I've ever been oh, to. Oh, did and she wife, sing? She sang, but it was horrible. Like oh, it wasn't. It didn't, I would expect oh. that would be like an absolute like. Ready or not? <laughs> right, right. No, and that's where I was uh, super pumped because uh, Miscommunication of Lauren Hills is a great CD. Like her views and her political stuff aside, like uh, that CD and the Fuji stuff is amazing. And so that's yeah. what I was pumped. I was pumped for it, and it was uh, it was garbage, man. I was so disappointed. And that was, an, again, a small venue place, too, that we went. Um, it was kind of expensive, and it was not very good. <laughs> so That's it is what it is. It is, man. What, uh, hey, so we've been, we've been talking for well over an hour. Um, is, there, is there anything you wanted to talk about? or, uh, um, or... What else do I want to catch up on? Um, we caught up on prices and how some people popularity. Uh, I think I want to say, do you think um, box prices in general are going to drop throughout the next year? Like, so we saw how, like, I don't know if you remember how Bowman. Yep. Yeah. You, you must like Bowman draft, like say like Adley's year, even I remember buying boxes of the, regular um jumbos for 170 and then the other ones for 250 right and And then it's slowly doubled yep yeah so i think um i think those prices already have come down a little bit but i think it's going to be very um influenced by the draft classes right so this draft is very 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 talented and highly sought after i feel like I, th- I think we saw little... the peak, the peak of the prices on boxes all the way around, and it's already come. Down. I think next year is going to be the Zion of baseball. Do you? Yeah, I think we're going to see. Sh- do you want to share who you're looking at? Elijah Green. Elijah Green. Everybody, go look him up. This kid is the real deal. He's the greatest uh, baseball player from uh, USA, and I want to say like. I want to say he's better than I, – I feel like he's he's more more anticipated than Bryce Harper was. Um, he's just – he's ready to go. He's – this kid's special. Like, I, I can't stress That's that a lot of hype. Yeah, he's – it's like uh, – I like him more than I like J-Dom. Um, really? Yeah. This kid Elijah Green special. Like, he's – watch his swing. As a junior in high school, you would think he's – a senior in college, the way he's so, he's he's very very talented, and uh, I know a lot of other people would agree um, with that. Like how he's just, he's going to be something that's going to take uh, a lot of people by storm who aren't familiar with him. They're going right. to hear a lot about him in the next upcoming because now we're going to we've already been talking about how he's the future number one pick and 
This kid's really special, and I think Has we he haven't had it anywhere. He's gonna he's gonna go pro. I think I don't think he, he's committed to Miami, but he's he's gonna go pro. He's gonna be the first yeah. overall pick. When right. the because the last two drafts have been both uh, college first overall ones, and they've been both catchers too, which is very surprising. It is. Oh no no no! First, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We had a catcher, then we had a first baseman. I'm I'm, I'm forgetting Torque. I apologize. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's right. Torque. But yeah, but, but still, yeah. it's we're not seeing it's it's another college guy. Um, we haven't seen a high school guy go first since uh, was it since Royce Lewis or? I think I think you're right. Um, I'm not I think too it was positive. Royce Lewis. But you know what's crazy is that I feel like last year's draft class is like. In a weird way, they're like the forgotten draft class already because we're already talking about this year's draft class. It's and then it's, last. That I think that's another. That's a great point because people think every year is supposed to have some some absolute great player and great chase. Like look at um, the the past, say like like uh, 2011 to 2014 or 2015, and like how there's been. It almost was a a stall in superior talent. You could, right in a way, like it's it's kind of we've we we went on away, and then all of a sudden these these young guys have become the top of the list now in the past year or year right. or two. I think that's uh, something that's going on with it. But yeah, baseball's that, but, crazy, man. But you, like you say, there's last year's forgotten. But Torx, he's what the number three overall prospect on MLB Pipeline. Yeah, and yep. then Jordan Walker is starting to make a name for tear hitting. The past week or two, Zach Veen went from being a, I want to say either a one eighty to two fifteen hitter, and now he's a two uh, eighty five to two ninety hitter. Which he's, I like Veen. Yeah, he went on a tear this past few weeks. Um, Soderstrom, he's another kid uh, who I was really high on. Uh, he's a catcher, but he might switch over. He's been absolutely tearing ball because I have a big uh, – I like Robert Poisson, but yep. he hasn't been playing too well. So I follow, I follow every game they, they play. Like I watch them – like I keep track of them every night. Right. And Soderstrom's just really he's, – he's impressive. He really can hit the ball well. Um, That's crazy. And, and baseball is just crazy because you have the draft and you have the international signings, the guys that don't even get drafted. Uh, yeah, it's, it's nuts, so man. It's hard, hard to keep track. It, it really is. Um, it's – and even when, like, like you see, like, J-Dom sells more than established all-stars now, so it's, like, it's another head scratch. Like, I, I'm almost like, should I sell these because he's at such a point? Like – What's gonna I, I happen? That's why worth... I sold some CJ Abrams because I got I got concerned because I see how good Tim Anderson plays, but how yeah I don't I don't low yeah his cards just don't do nothing. But he's he's a very good player, and that means this I guy think, has to be better than that. I think the the problem with the prospect and, and I love the prospecting, like you said, because it's it's a cheap end most of the time. You can look for diamonds in the rough, but. The, the problem you're going to have or the situation that you're already seeing is like 
how do they sustain their value, especially when they get called up the movie? They don't they don't play as good, or they do do as good, but people don't That's care about. That's why I've been more, selling, right? man. Like I get, I get, I get. Like it's just uh, they get to a certain point, and you're almost too uncomfortable. But then, you know what's funny? Every time I sell them, they always go up. <laughs> Well, no, but that's uh. So I sold all my I sold all my wander at the right yep. time, right? And uh, I didn't I haven't lost any money on those wanders, even though you yeah. got the call up. And people were like, "You should wait for the call up. You should wait for the call up." And I was like, "How much more can it go?" So, uh, prospecting the big cards. Did you sell your wander? Oh, I sold all of them. Okay. But you know what it's like to me? It's almost like a. Not a lottery ticket, but they're like a scratch off. Like you had a scratch off worth a hundred bucks yep. at a at a certain point, it's never going to be worth more than a yep. hundred bucks. I see so. what other players are going for, like Hall of Famers. That's that goes back. It's like it's maybe that's why I go back to the vintage stuff. So I'm like, if these guys are going to potentially hold value over time, and if people are this much invested in them, they're not going to be willing to sell them for a. Uh, a crazy loss so it's never gonna be some type of um i guess a crash in the market they i feel like people are gonna hold rather than right let let it go for a low enough price right i mean that's like uh right now i'm trying to move um and it's not baseball but i'm trying to move this zion auto i have and this kobe right uh uh kobe um it's limited to 25 auto game use patch, right? Um, I'm trying to move it to get some cash for some other stuff, but I'm also trying to move it to get a LeBron or Jordan rookie because I, I want to keep them long-term. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Do you have any so, uh, Jordan rookies? I don't have any yet. Uh, it's been like I should have bought them two years ago when I had the opportunity. The, What's your thoughts my, on like the the – the actual 86 versus the actual rookie year card. Is there even any rookie cards? It's just the – isn't it the the 85 with him standing down low? Let me Google it real quick. I think you it's know, an all-white card from Stadium. Is it? So it, it just it goes back to uh, the whole popularity contest and what the majority rules is, and the majority say that that eighty six is the rookie card. I want to say he has a nineteen eighty right here. Yeah, yeah, nineteen eighty five, eighty six star yeah. Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls. Yep. Yeah, it's such a weird air for cards. It's also know, because... not a. The thing is, though, that the the eight the ninety six. I mean, the eighty six is a. It's it's iconic. Like the yeah. the the. Is just him, uh, holding the ball down low. You know, just just kind of posting up. Whereas, eighty six, you got him yamming an absolute beautiful dunk. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's again, it's a majority rules type of situation. Same with it goes back. The same with mantle, right? With his Bowman versus, uh, yeah, how that works out with uh, how people can be like, you know what? I like this card better. Let's make this one worth more. Yeah, it it is, and it's um, 
and if you buy anything other than that, it's a gamble. Um, like it's super interesting. Or even like too aware that that wasn't even like a like it's not that like it's not like a super well known fact that there even no, is that not at all. forty-five Michael Jordan star. And I don't I did I don't even know what the prices are for one of those. You know what I mean? Let me look it up. I feel like it's but, so I mean, hard to look up now because eBay for for cards that are like supposedly this big, you're not selling them on eBay. You know, I do want to, to talk PwC. about. I want to talk about that real quick. If you want to talk about it, how was how was your experience with Golden and that whole process? Wasn't good. Honestly, yeah. That. Like I wasn't a fan with it. Like um, I know other people had a great experience with him and they would recommend them and they'd send their cars and over and over again. But me personally, I had a very bad experience and I don't know if COVID could have played a huge factor in it, but I thought it wasn't handled well for a company you. that's worth what they're worth. I, I would have, I would have handled it differently. That's all. Yeah. I want to, um, I need to ask Justin Cedar hollow how his experience was. Cause he sold a pretty big per. Uh with them ask uh jack Has, oh yeah did jack what did he sell that herbert with them did a couple big ones i want to say he did a herbert and then didn't he have the orange Halland? like he hits yeah. he is something else man like i i always say like how the heck do you hit what you hit i know he rips a, a ton but he's hit some of the some major cards i mean young it's a individual it's like anything else in life it's a numbers game Oh, for sure, but open up one speckle NFL prison pack and get the <laughs> yeah. get the biggest chase card in it. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. That like so, you see how Brady's. Um, I don't mean to keep talking too. Like if you're if it's too late and whatnot, I know it's getting there, but like you see how Brandon was selling a Brady rookie that it's uh the six round the pick draft pick the round draft pick and it had on the other side it was a two auto card yep it's crazy how that's valued what that is and only brady's contenders is like the true like auto that you want yet these other players have so many rookie cards that sell more than that card and they're not you know like that that i don't think anyone that's that's playing in the league at the moment should even come close to a Brady rookie card. It's just it's it's strange no, to me. No, and I've been saying it for months, even to this day, that any Brady rookie card in a Patriots uniform uh, is completely undervalued as of right now. Still, because I mean, if you could get the paper Bowman for two grand, a PSA nine, why would you not own that card? It's very true. What's the pop pop on them? I don't even know. I, I haven't checked either, but I mean, regardless, it's like if that that's a long term hold, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like look at what the so, Jordans do. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how everything plays out. I'm I'm super super intrigued to see what the it, what if certain products end up hold, staying true or if they end up just crashing to the fullest. Because I don't think people uh, really realize that. Um, when Mantle's rookie card came out, nobody was buying cards and they had to fill a whole barge full of uh, cases of um, that product and throw it into the ocean. 
because nobody was buying the cards. Like, I wonder if I didn't know um, you didn't know that. Mm-mm. Isn't that a cool story? Tops. So uh, this was so it was a second set that released. So it did, it released at the end of summer. The first one released at the beginning of summer when all the kids, you know, were out playing, doing the thing, right. always going to the shop, getting the bubble gum, getting the packs. They released this series right when school started. Everyone's attention was on football and school and all and the new year. And they didn't even care about ripping for this um, product anymore. Uh, ripping uh, baseball cards. And they ended up the mantle rookie year. The, the Not the rookie, but the most um, well-known mantle card. That series, that set, was uh, they filled a whole barge with cases and they just threw it into the ocean for fish food. Really? Is that um, is that something I can Google? Yeah. Google right now. Yeah, if you come across it, send me that link. I want to read that story. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, thousands of Mickey Mantle cards were dumped into the ocean. Yeah, send me that link if you get a chance. It's on Bleacher Report. Yeah, I'll send that over to you. Um, but yeah, there was it a, is. Uh, oh, go ahead. There was a guy that. Uh, he actually has the same last name as my girlfriend, but no relation from New Jersey. Um, he was the guy who went to a uh, estate sale in Massachusetts in the um, 80s or 90s. And he bought um, like a hundred mantle front, like just beautiful condition rookie cards. And oh, yeah, paid, I this. Yeah, it's a story. Yeah, that's, just, a, that's uh, a good one. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm a, I've had a lot of people hit me up about cards um, in the last two years just asking if, is this worth anything? Is that worth anything? And I'm always just like, I can look it up, but so can you. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how nobody wants to do the work. And then they, like, I, I got so many collections of just, hey, man, I think I have. I think I found my collection from a kid. I'm like, well, look for these names. Like, yeah. Here's the website. Search it up. It's tough. Like, it's like yeah. looking for a needle in a haystack on a lot of these. And with my age, especially kids, that was there. Some a lot of the cards that my buddies have, if they don't have a Brady, then it's kind of just because they weren't really collecting. If they were collecting for Brady, that was in right around high school. So. Junior exactly. High. It was hard. To, I mean, you had to be a diehard Pats fan. I feel like that your father would have, or your relative would have gotten you into the cards or whatnot. And right. That Brady is in their possession now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, it, it is getting a little late on my end since I got to be up at 5 a.m. But, uh, you know, we, we've yeah. talked for over an hour and a half, and you're worried about talking. Yeah, I don't really talk too much. I'm, I, don't know. I know I don't have as much knowledge as a lot of the other guests you've had on, but I definitely enjoy talking the hobby and just giving my yeah. input. And I love hearing other people's opinions and where they stand in the hobby. No, man, it was, uh, it was this was great. Um, and this is what I like is just good conversation. And it was good conversation. And uh, yeah. I hope I hope you come back on again. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd also love to, I'm going to give you my phone number and like, if you ever want to like, just like, you know, I'm all, I, I drive often. So like, if you ever just want to, you know, you're, you're doing up and want to just talk cards and whatnot, I'm, this was super fun. Like I really, I, I'm really thankful that you uh, invited me to do this. I know I was, I didn't, I didn't really want to do it at first. And I, I, I it's not something I saw myself doing, but I'm, I'm very glad that uh, you got me to do it. Yeah, I'm glad you came on too, man. It was good talking, John. And uh, yeah, hit, send me your number and I'll hit you up for sure. Yeah, it was really fun, man. Again, thank you very much. No, thank you. Um, have a good night. You also. Talk to you soon. Later. Thanks for listening to the Break of Wax podcast. Please, if you enjoyed it, share it. Um, send the link out. Put it on your story. I welcome all feedback and comments. Send me a message. Let me know what you're thinking about, what you want to talk about. And if you want to be a guest on the show, I answer all my DMs. I think it's weird when people don't. That's another story for another day. Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate the support and all the love. Peace.